Phil. Yes, sir. Uh, very interesting. What do you think? Oh, well, I've known Bill for a long time. He's really an interesting guy, and his, his research uh, and his uh, teaching are always a source of fascination to me. And, and this new area of research is uh, a, a new kind of direction and very interesting, very much um, something uh, that complements the interview we did with Anthony Bossis. Right. Uh, one thing I would say, though, from my side, uh, and, and I'm not very knowledgeable, but the, uh, I, I do think that the danger element or, or is more there than um, he, uh, he, may, he may feel, in that there are people, and generally there are people that have psychological problems to begin with or whatever, or are on medication, or have a family history of psychosis or schizophrenia or whatever, and uh, that if they get involved in these things, like ayahuasca, uh, can really throw them off kilter and in some cases you know, put them in a situation where they need clinical care. That's the extreme. The percentages <coughs> may be very low, but it is something uh, to consider. And also, I think like you mentioned, the thing about ayahuasca tourism, that people go to these countries and all, and are they really dealing with people who have their best interests in mind that are really authentic in any way? So I think those are the areas uh, of interest. But it's great now that there's actually being research done, like in NYU, yeah. UCLA, John Hopkins, that uh, in our, we learned about that with, in our talk with Anthony Bossis, and there are a number of yeah. articles out that they're showing that uh, there can be many positive implications and uses. Yeah. So uh, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a brave new world. Yeah, and, and well, you know, Bill made a point of saying, you know, it really, these are substances that have tremendous spiritual and psychological benefit, but he, they have to be taken in the con right context and right. with the right supervision and, and the right setting. It's that whole thing of set and setting that the psychedelic researchers used to talk about, and Anthony Boss has talked about. And, and, you know, there may be also, you know, something to be said for, uh, contraindications. We, we didn't bring that up with Bill, but um, there are certain screening uh, measures people in the, who do research and, and in clinical settings. So certain people are, are sort of um, at risk more uh, of having a bad reaction or something. So uh, I wondered if, if in uh, the tradition Bill is studying, there's uh, certain people who sort of are not allowed in or, right. you know, uh, maybe there's a different kind of ways of accommodating them uh, or something. I don't, I don't know. No, but it sounded like the, their policy was more open admissions <coughs> than uh, uh, anyone. And, and maybe they haven't had any bad experience like that. But I, yeah. I do think that there are, uh, there are issues and, and they do need to be uh, carefully uh, considered. On the other hand, um, as he said, now as they're finding out in the studies, there's a lot, a lot of benefit there. Uh, yeah, but also, they'll, they'll also find out, uh, you know, who might have a bad reaction or what settings are, are mm -hmm. most appropriate for people, and that's or look, you know, there's always a risk at something. You know, we all know yoga is really right. good for you, but people, people hurt their backs and their necks if they don't do it right. right you know, right. so right. Uh, also, I wanted, I wanted to uh, just reflect on. Well, the discussion that's come up a number of times uh, with our guests about uh, spirituality and if one grows in spirituality, or in this case we were talking more about mystical experience, do they become more moral? Do they become better yeah. people? And, and for me, I mean, I see it more sort of uh, 
uh, I define spirituality, uh, higher states of consciousness, by uh, uh, demonstrations of good, uh, compassionate, generous behavior. Uh, but maybe, maybe there's people that have uh, very deep internal experiences that ain't so nice, you know. That, uh, but, but uh, there, there's some contradiction there, and it's something I'd like to reflect on. Uh, with yeah, guests to get and and I think on. there are people, you know, who have studied this. Uh, more systematically, you and I have, uh, uh, you know, decades of observations to go by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people who studied this very systematically, because especially, you know, in the 70s, there was a lot of disillusionment when some of the gurus who, you know, we assumed were in uh, advanced states of consciousness and what we would call enlightened or awakened states. And uh, the assumption was that... Uh, as one advances toward those uh, higher levels, uh, one's behavior and morality and ethics evolve as well, and and um, there's something, you know, almost a level of perfection in those regards. Right. But you know, then those very same people did things that were, were highly questionable ethically, and uh, or some of them did, and so it, it threw everybody's. Uh, perspective off and made everybody rethink this whole question. I think, as Bill said, it's very complicated. Right, and and also I think we have to look and see what led to our assumptions that they were people in higher states of consciousness and was it the way they dressed? Was it the way they presented themselves? Uh, Was it what uh, they were talking about uh, uh, areas uh, or literature that we were not familiar with? That they might or was it? Were they in fact in higher conscious, higher states of consciousness? But that um, there's still karma, and there's still uh, one's uh, upbringing and and conscious uh, sort of uh, ethical training and background. So you know, a lot of things enter into it. And um, as Bill said, you know, it could in some cases lead to grandiosity and thinking you're above that these kind of considerations, so that may have been a factor in some cases. I mean, we just don't know. I, I agree with Bill. I think there is a correlation, but, you know, I've just seen too many people get on a right. spiritual path and have deep experiences, and their behavior does change for the better. But, you know, we're still human. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know. And I uh, can once evolve into higher states of consciousness and still not be nice, not be a good neighbor. Uh, so, and I th- think it depends upon the chemistry between people and amongst people. There, there's yeah. a lot to look at. And, we, and we, may, we, we, we may never know, but I think the general experience is that one, one enlivens that uh, spiritual quality in oneself, that inner life or that quietness that, um, that, that generally one uh, interacts better with other people. But hey, there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, well, but, uh, but the you know, like I always say, um, when things happen like this, and you you think that's true, and then somebody misbehaves, you have to ask yourself, how bad would they have misbehaved <clears throat> if they didn't have these practices? Right. Yeah. And if they hadn't been, you know, meditating and doing their yoga or whatever it is. But then uh, uh, taking it right, that can always become a rationale for everything. Sure. It's like saying if meditation has good effects on the environment, well, there's been some trouble in the environment. Well, there weren't enough people meditating. It's like you know Catholicism. No, well, no, world peace. Just, Why is there world isn't world peace? Not enough people are praying. 
Oh, there is world peace. Oh, good. We prayed for it. And we got it. You know, sort of. So you can't, you know, it's, it comes back to no, belief. Just, yeah. It's just that these things are more complicated than we think they are. Yeah, we absolutely. like them to be simple. Absolutely. I also enjoy the point you brought up to him, uh, Phil, about uh, the fact that he's at Southern Methodist University in Texas. Yeah. And he's uh, allowed to and uh, not discouraged from teaching uh, courses that are, uh, you know, I, I think in a lot of schools, it's certainly maybe now not so much, but in years past, uh, would have uh, had a hard time passing the scrutiny of department heads and deans and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of schools that have uh, religious origins become liberalized over time right. and, um, and, you know, sort of academic standards of freedom of inquiry uh, take precedent over, you know, any, any uh, partisanship of, you know, religious sort of partisanship. So yeah. it's great that, that that's And it's a, it's a Methodist university. I think the Methodists are very far from uh, fundamentalism and, you know, yeah. they've always been an open. But anyway, uh, great one. Uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, maybe we'll have a couple other folks on in, in this uh, particular subject area. Fascinating. Yep. All righty. All right, next, next time, time, Spirit Matters. Find us at spiritmatterstalk.com. And please uh, take a minute to subscribe. And uh, it's uh, free, and we'll send you some stuff. So uh, till next time, Phil. Take care.